Hi, I'm Derek Landy. <laughs> Welcome to the Lazy Book Lovers Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the, the Lazy, Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never ending to be read piles. Uh, today's episode is Big Deep Dive, Feral Talk Time. Um, about the series Skullduggery Pleasant by Derek Landy. As he just kindly introduced us. Yeah, so you had a little recording we um, he kindly did for us when we went to a signing of his a few months ago. If you've listened to us for a long time, you know my general obsession about this series. <laughs> um, that I had waited patiently two years for Natalie to finish the fucking series so that we can talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Thing is, ADHD brain said no. Yeah. You had to wait for it. Brain say yes. Yeah, brain brain said yes a, y- a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is, I read, it's a 15 book series, guys. So it's a bit of a... Currently. Currently 15 books. He's just announced that He's going to expand it by three more books. It's been going, like, the first one was published, like, 2001 or something Mm. stupid. So it's been going on for 20 years. I didn't read any of them when I was younger. This is a series a lot of people may have read one or two books from in their school library. Like, whenever I've done TikToks about this, loads of people were like, School Dark Pleasant, I love that book, I read it in school. Like, so a lot of people read this as a teen and then kind of forgot it existed. And yeah. I, I didn't pick these up till I was an adult. No, that would have been nice. Like, if, I, I could imagine I would have got really obsessed with these as a teen. Well, and also, he has been sneaking books with, like, LGBT plus characters in, in normal libraries yeah. for years. <laughs> mm. They are very inclusive books. They talk about a lot of deep topics. Um... <laughs> oh, so if anyone's wondering, it's a fantasy urban yes. fantasy YA series yeah uh, I would say urban fantasy I've only just decided it's urban fantasy but it's because it's fantasy with mobile phones and stuff so it's yeah because it's set in like it's a magical society that's hidden from the modern world mm. so yeah yeah I guess it is urban fantasy yeah but it's also crime and horror yeah it's just it's a good it mixture ticks a lot of genres of, yeah it ticks a lot of boxes so I actually yeah read these as an adult because we found I think so, there were so many lists where he had like yeah and also he was acknowledgements were the pinterest thing that i found where mm. it was his dedication bit and his acknowledgements bit they are hilarious yeah and someone had done someone on tumblr and then it made his way to pinterest had done like a compilation of them basically mm-hmm. and that's i was like i'm gonna have to read this just because of these yeah and me being me bought the nine book box set. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, no, you could only buy the first nine. You can still only buy the first nine as a complete set. Yeah, yeah. And you have to buy the rest separately. That's probably their justification for not changing the covers because they're like, fine, but we'll only sell them in a set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so me being me, yeah, bought all nine, then read all nine and got fully fucking obsessed. This is pre-podcast, I think. I think I had just finished mm. them. The no, I year... think you were finishing up them at the beginning of the podcast. Because you were talking about the memory-reading updates. The, the, the new books that came out, though. But the actual original, yeah, first yeah, time yeah. I read them all. 
it was the year we started the podcast, but it was like in January of that year. Yeah, and yeah. we started the podcast in like June. So yeah, we're just gonna basically talk about them. Full spoilers ahead. Yes. If you haven't read this series, I would recommend going back to this episode because yeah. I do I do think you should read the series and some of the reveals and stuff are just too good to have them spoiled. They they are yeah. There's some big spoiler moments. Not stuff to do with like I don't know who the character how the characters develop. It's like characters we lose along the way who are big characters in the early series and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and Derek Landy was very good at like planting stuff very early on and like yeah. letting it grow for six, seven, eight books. <laughs> so like the end of book nine is a conclusion of stuff they start seeding in book one. Mm. So So yeah, if you haven't read it, we'll see you next week. Yeah. So I've got <laughs> I've got on his website uh, the bio of Derek Landy. I thought we could start with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Because it's obviously as funny as the rest of them. So it also, it says about Derek, and then it's got a picture of him, and it says, meet the golden god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, the way he comes across online is exactly who he is in person. Like, it's one of those times that like, meet your hero kind of thing. He was exactly what we wanted, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he was just so funny. So lovely when we... He's a proper like cinema role, isn't he? Yeah. The this is his about me on his website. Derek Landy is far too modest to talk about any awards or accolades his books have, may have won. He will not, for instance, mention the fact that his first book, Skoldari Pleasant, won the Red House Children's Book Award, or that his second, Playing With Fire, won an Irish Book Award for Children's Book of the Year, or that his third, The Faceless Ones, is his mother's personal favourite. <laughs> he lives in Ireland with a variety of cats, a German Shepherd, two geriatric Staffordshire Bull Terriers who keep peeing on his kitchen floor because they think it's funny. That's it. That's his whole bio on his, on his website. That is <laughs> perfect, I would say. Well, this is the Skullduggery Pleasant website, but I assume this is yeah, his yeah. website. We also follow his partner on TikTok and Instagram. She's very funny. Yeah. Um, Laura... I can't remember the name of her account. Laura. <laughs> um, she does, like... She was a fan first, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, so now she does, like, Skullduggery skits. And they are very funny. We almost got a chance to meet her, but there was the signing we went to, she unfortunately had to leave early, didn't she? Yeah. The series is split up into trilogies. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, before we go feral, going to rattle off the trilogies and what books fit under each one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got the Faceless Ones trilogy, which is uh, Scott Every Pleasant, Playing With Fire, The Faceless Ones. The Deathbringer trilogy, which is Dark Days, Mortal Coil, and Deathbringer. Then we've got the Darkest trilogy, which is Kingdom of the Wicked, Last Stand of the Dead Men, and The Dying of the Light. Then the Abyssinia trilogy, so that's Resurrection, Midnight, and Bedlam. And then our final one, which is what we've just finished, well, you've just finished, Mm -hmm. but it actually came out last year in June or maybe longer ago than that. No, year before. Two two Aprils ago we went to the signing. Yeah, because it was when I lost my granddad. And I was pregnant. And you were pregnant, yeah. Oh, my God. The Obsidian Trilogy. So this is Seasons of War, Dead or Alive, and Until the End. And they've just announced a new trilogy. Starting with... 
Unmindful of Mindful murder. of murder. It doesn't have the name of the trilogy on here, though. No, it just says the new trilogy. But it does have a name, because it was on... It was on his Instagram. Are you looking on the uh, website? I'm on the Skullduggery Pleasant website, yeah. I will quickly look it up. And then there is a bunch of novellas and graphic novels to go alongside this as well. It says Armageddon Out of Here, The Grimoire. And there's another one. There's another novella. Uh, The Magnificent Seven. There's another novella. Quite long for novellas though. (laughs) If you look at them on the shelf. Mm. And then he's now started a a graphic novel Mm -hmm. series as well. Which are... um, it doesn't really say what that what the next. Sorry, I'm just jumping about. It doesn't say what the trilogy is called on his Instagram. Just says start of a new trilogy. Um, yeah. So he's also got a graphic novel series, and they are um, standalone stories set in the universe. Yeah, it's a very full universe. Obviously, twenty years of also just existing mm. means there's obviously a lot of fan stuff out there yeah <laughs> yeah and fan theories as well. i mean if you want to get into it there's there's a lot in the world not enough merch though yeah because like your stickers that you made are one of the few things i can find on etsy yeah. when i've gone looking yeah that's true actually so to get us started talking about the actual books mm-hmm. and what we thought book one is basically it starts with Stephanie Edgerly. You'll hear us talking about Valkyrie. She's it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler. <laughs> well, I guess we're doing a spoilers episode. So, what's it say about the characters on the website? It's just got like character profiles. Ah, okay. Stephanie has a very eccentric writer uncle who she loved. He dies mysteriously, and she gets left his estate. Uh, and when she gets left his, his his estate, she's like twelve, and she stays there for like one night. And a guy with who can like chuck flames and stuff just turns up, and he's like, "Tell me where it is." And she's like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." Uh, and then this is where she meets Skullduggery, who is a skeleton detective. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love all the descriptions of Skullduggery where he's like, you know, the smooth velvet voice that he's supposed to have, yeah. which in the audiobooks. Like, the first audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> I think up to, you know, when they switched to the narrator that you hated, yeah. which is like a bedlam. Um, bedlam, yeah. Um, and that really put me in a slump with the series when they changed narrator. I don't, it's the narrator in the first, because he does switch at another point as well, but it's not as awful. Mm. So Rupert Degas, he does the first, like, nine, I think. Yes. And his, his voice is Skullduggery's voice in my head. Mm, yeah definitely um, so the first three books are just about basically why her uncle was killed and then the fallout from that so he had a weapon under his house he's got like catacombs and like tunnels and caves under his house that were carved out by a crazy sorcerer before him which is the one of the reasons Derek not Derek um <laughs> Gordon bought the house yeah but obviously, Gordon is meant to be Derek in this world. Yeah, so he yeah. is standing for Derek Landy. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, and these catacombs, there's this weapon. Only someone who is a descendant of... It's not the faceless ones, what are the good guys? The faceless ones are the bad guys. 
the ones that Valkyrie's supposed to be descended from in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, the ancient ones. Is ancient that what ones. Called? There we go. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I had it, to have a thing there. It's something that only someone who's descended of the ancient ones can touch. Yeah. And then through that, they discover that a baddie from like a war that happened like 150 years before this is set. Which like Skullduggery was heavily involved in, mm-hmm. and also the, it's the war in which Skullduggery became a skeleton detective. Yeah, he's like hundreds of years old or three hundred. Three hundred, that's it. Yeah. So there was like some big war, big baddies, and they end up winning, but in the process, Skullduggery, his entire family is murdered and tortured in front of him, and then he is murdered. But someone did something, and you find out way later what, how, or why it happened someone did something to him to magically bring him back, but as a skeleton. Mm-hmm. So he can still feel pain, but he's a skeleton. <laughs> and he can be, like, pulled apart and you can replace bones of his. Yeah. But... Yeah, because he, like, has, um, he has, like, backup bones that he polishes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. When, it, oh, it's so, when he... <laughs> when Valkyrie gets shown his bone room for the first time, yeah. she's like, this is so creepy. <laughs> And the fact that his head is not his head. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he doesn't, like, need to eat or sleep or anything yeah. like that. And then, but he does, like, get food and stuff in the house for Valkyrie later on. But it's just, it's just stuff, like, when he's, like, he's, like, well, there's that pizza from last time you were here. And she's, like, I was last at your house three weeks ago. And he's, like, does pizza not last that long? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, or he didn't used to have beds in the house until, yeah. <laughs> until she started she coming over more. She sleeps on the sofa or whatever to begin with, doesn't she? Um, um, he does get like a a charm thing at some point where he can have a face, like a human face. Yeah, but he chooses like not to have his face from when he was living. Yeah. He gets it to randomise different it's faces. It's a different face every time. Yeah. yeah. But in the beginning, he just wears a fuzzy wig and a hat. <laughs> Gloves. Oh, when he goes to like the, the will f- when, reading, when he goes he's to just, like, Gordon's like, funeral, yeah. <laughs> in a fuzzy wig. Yeah, um, oh, like a clown wig. <laughs> so oh. in the beginning, he obviously doesn't want to get Valkyrie involved in the magical world, but Valkyrie's like, "Well, fuck you. This is way more exciting than school. I'm doing it. I'm so. doing this." Yeah. And in the end, because Skullduggery's like not all right. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> uh, Skullduggery's been through a lot. <laughs> He he's makes like, very poor decisions. He's like, you know, it's completely reasonable that I'm going to have a 12-year-old sidekick. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to train her and to be ev- a detective. And just to be clear, everyone else in the world is aware that this is weird and call him up on it. Like, it's not just... Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Valkyrie keeps going to them like, no, I want to be here. And they're all like... But you're 12. But Yeah, you are a child. And Especially... Um, I find that really interesting when it comes to, like, Omen and later... Yeah. Later, later books, like the last few books, when Omen, he's like 15 or... Yeah. No, I think he's like... Yeah, 15 or 16 or so. And Valkyrie's trying so hard to protect him from yeah, going through what like, she no, went through. like, it's not... A, but then even Skullduggery's like, he's a child, and she's like, I was younger when I started. Well, he... Because he is so sorry to her at one point about how yeah, young she was when they started. Yeah. I feel like... I know I'm jumping around a no, bit. No, it's okay. And, but I feel like... Over the course of the series, we very much see Skullduggery kind of gain a bit more humanity, and it's from being with Valkyrie. Well, that's why a lot of people will say to Valkyrie, like, you make him better. Because Skullduggery is ruthless, by the way. There's a reason he, like, helped them win the war. 
But as a result... And the reason he's feared. <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, as a result, that he is pretty ruthless. Yeah. And he's very much like, why wouldn't we kill them? And she's like, well, because killing's bad. And he's like, mm, is it though? He's a baddie. But... And she's like, at what point do we do so much killing that we become the baddies? And Scott Ogre's like, yeah, <laughs> at the beginning, uh, Valkyrie is very much, you know, she's a 12-year-old. She sees everything as kind of black and white in terms mm. of morality. There's good and bad people. Yeah. And um, Skullduggery, everything's everything's a shade of grey. And it well, depends on what mood she's in and is what is very morally grey. Yeah. Like, no no people... It's one of the reasons I like this series is no one's a hero. No. No one is wholly good no one or is, wholly bad. Yeah, even the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. We still get the humanity to them. You can, All of them... I, I don't think there's an exception of any bad guy in the series that I can't see their point of view. Even Meritorious. And Meritorious is... I'm, I'm guessing... You know, if you listen to this, you must have... You either don't care about spoilers or you must have read the books and that's yeah. why you're listening. So Meritorious is obviously the big, big baddie from the war. Yeah. Who we meet later when they go back in time and go into different dimensions and find different versions of Meritorious. Mm. Is it Meritorious who's a big baddie? Or are mixed up names? No, yeah, I think he is. But I also have a shit memory, so... The big, big baddie. I'm sure he's a Meritorious. We're going to go with it. I've said it with confidence, so I'm going to trust myself. so we're going to do it. We have terrible memories, guys, and there are fifteen books. If we're gonna, we're gonna get some names wrong. Yeah, I read them over the course of like a year and a half. So <laughs> yeah, so please forgive us. Even him when they meet him, and like Scott, like Valkyrie's so disappointed because he's like really soft spoken. Yeah, he's, he's not this like big powerful dude who's also so super soft spoken. Yeah, and there's a point where she's like, she's literally in a cage in his office, and he's just like politely, like quietly writing. Uh, yeah, like and like paperwork she's, out. She's trying to wind him up, and he's just ignoring her whilst he does his work. Yeah, and she's like, I'm so disappointed because like, she's she's like, like I'm bored. Met, I've met better baddies than you yeah. that have better posturing. He's like, whatever. Yeah. So like the first three books are kind of the fallout of so people, some people from the big bad war that Skardoggy defeated, but they were a lot of them were pardoned to just get peace. Mm. Like this war went on for a long time, and they were like, okay, we just want peace now. So like, live and let live. Don't do it again. You're pardoned. Yeah. And that includes the person... Just promise us you won't do it again, please. <laughs> that includes the person who murdered his wife and children. Yeah. Child. And killed him. Mm. And one of those people from his past is, like, doing dodgy shit again. And that's why they've tried to steal this weapon. Yeah. And so the faceless ones is, like, the, all the fallout of that. Someone's trying to basically summon the faceless ones, which are a race of gods that live in a different dimension that people on their dimension worship. And they are bad news bears. Mm. They're bad, bad. Yeah. And people are trying to summon them again. Of course they are. And that trilogy ends with Skullduggery going through the portal, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 Because this is when... So basically, that's the point where Valkyrie goes through a bit of character development of once she loses Skullduggery, she gets pretty ruthless in trying to get him back. Yes. So I actually don't know how useful it would be read, to read the summary. I'm just looking at them. Because if you, I guess you will have read them if you're here. <laughs> that was my plan, and I suddenly realised how stupid the plan was as I started to do it. What, just reading a summary? Like, I think, yeah. 
so the second trilogy, the Deathbringer trilogy, this is while Skydoggery's in the Faceless One's dimensions being tortured, um, <laughs> and Valkyrie's trying to get him back, she actually gets involved with one of the necromancers. So there's different branches of magic. Mm. When you are, before you turn like 18 and go through what's called the surge, your magic doesn't settle on one kind of magic. So you can be a bit ambidextrous almost magically. Mm. Um, but you're still going to have certain talents for certain things. Turns out Valkyrie has as much talent in necromancy as she does in elemental magic. But necromancy is a bit more media. It doesn't require as much skill. Yeah. And she gets involved. And it's also with the... kind of negatively looked at because it's necromancy. Yeah. <laughs> well, also because, especially what we found out during the Deathbringer trilogy when we found out... So they have this thing of one day the Deathbringer will come and end end death itself on mm-hmm. Earth. Yeah. But throughout the course of this trilogy, we discover what that actually means is they flood the kind of pathway to death with so many deaths at once mm-hmm. that it kind of dissolves. So I'm sort of paraphrasing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it means half the world's population has to die in order to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And the Deathbringer is someone powerful enough to do that. And the Necromancers, while Skydugger's out of the picture, start to groom Valkyrie because they think she's going to be strong enough. Yeah. Because Valkyrie is very powerful. Yeah. And so the, that trilogy is about that kind of storyline of... And there's also... So there's like... Each trilogy has one storyline that kind of overarches but then they also have per book different detective things they're solving yeah and then then there's also like overarching things across of course like the first nine books books. because the next the next trilogy whenever people get to that point in the series that's where i'm like do you remember i said to you i was like just be prepared (laughs) yes for the darkest so the darkest trilogy uh which is honestly Last Stand of the Dead Men and Dying of the Light. Yeah. Those were devastating books. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The Dead Men were this crew of nutters <laughs> that Scott Duggery was part of. And basically, they were famous for going to missions that are suicide missions, but somehow succeeding over and over. So they were called mm. the Dead Men because they were also headed by a living skeleton towards the end. Yeah, I mean, one of the good things about how old Skullduggery is is that we learn all of these various things about his life at random points throughout the series. But sprinkled. Yeah. <laughs> Especially what we find out in the last episode. And Valkyrie's trilogy. always like, What? Why did you never tell me this? And it's like, Oh, it just never came up. Yeah, whatever. did you Did you ask? Yeah. <laughs> like when we find out later that Skullduggery's got siblings? Yeah, and she, Valkyrie's understandably like what the fucking living well, siblings you know, who are all more powerful yeah. than him and she knows one of them <laughs> and he's just like well you know you never asked <laughs> did, did you ever ask yeah. <laughs> and he's like i always ask about your family or whatever <laughs> um i love i love valkyrie's dad because mm. just he's so I such wonder, a dad. <laughs> I wonder if her dad is also a stand-in for Derek Landy. Maybe after Gordon's no longer in it, because yeah. I just find him so hilarious, and he just says things that I could imagine like 
Derek Landy saying in the very limited capacity of which I know him, which yeah, is well, through... so we don't know him personally. Yeah, which is just through what he obviously gives us on social media. But yeah, yeah. When he... <laughs> like it's just little things. Like one of the time she comes home, they uh, so. The way Valkyrie gets away with doing this detective stuff while being, like, literally a child is they end up getting this thing called a reflection, which is, like, almost this magical stand-in for her. Which causes a lot of drama in itself. Later, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just remembered, like, when her cousin gets a... Well, this is a spoiler one. Yeah, gets gets killed. And then a reflection takes its place. And that's never kind of really resolved. It's just... A thing that's happened well, well, in the world. So in the later books, it's part of like because Valkyrie makes a lot of mistakes, mm. um, and it's part a lot of her guilt is the fact that so like Carol is just traumatized by the way her sister changes. Yeah, and then like she just disappears and has nothing to do with the family. So her and the horrible aunt are like crying at yeah. family dinners because this that which is the reflection. Because Valkyrie's reflection malfunctions. This one never does. It never gets more humanity. Mm. Whereas Valkyrie's reflection does end up getting a lot of humanity and also becoming its own identity towards the end, which is where all this shit kicks off. (laughs) Because it ends up being human enough to be able to imprint on that weapon from the first trilogy. Mm -hmm. Which, because you have to have the ancient one blood to be able to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I, I don't know if it's ever really, like specified how or why it malfunctions i wonder if it's because valkyrie's so powerful no do you remember in it's the one where they start you know the (laughs) you know the supreme killer the one Mm. who ends up turning being turned into a zombie oh yeah yeah i can't remember this character's name i'm gonna see if it's on the character website i've got that that tab open because he's he is the shit is like Malevolent, malevolent. He's not meritorious. It's malevolent is the big bad. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Meritorious is one of like the council members when she first signs up. I remember now. What's his name? The 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 zombie king. The zombie king. Yeah, yeah that guy. What, um, I was like, what is he fucking? He's not on here. We've got Billy Ray Sanguine, but we haven't got this guy. It's on that one. Those stickers. Have you got my stickers anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's one of the ones. Oh, we've got zombie. Oh, ki- just you, the you don't zombie king. <laughs> I love those little threesomes. I so, know. You so have cute. no idea what we're talking about. Okay, I <laughs> I did some um, Skullduggery stickers, and one of them is uh, my family, as drawn by what's her name? Clara. Uh, Clara. Yeah. Clara with Bell. Gerald and the zombie king. <laughs> Yeah, he's just so funny. But, so do you remember when they go to his pub and they fight the spider dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know when his one of his conditions for telling them something is to get to shoot Valkyrie? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So what Skullduggery does to get that away with that, it gets the reflection and shoots the reflection, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So because he killed the reflection, but then the reflection can't be really killed, that's when all the, the issues start happening. Oh. So from there, that, that's when the reflection all... starts hiding memories from Valkyrie. So what, but the reflection basically does her boring school day and then can come home and almost download Valkyrie, the memories of the day. So that, that Valkyrie's like kind of up to date with her quote marks real life. 
Um, so she kind of has dual memories always of her detective life and her fake school life. Yeah, and she starts missing out on so many things, like her first kiss yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and like... Uh, Escape Grace. Escape Grace, there it, that's it. Oh. <laughs> I like the picture of them. Yeah, there's so many amazing characters. Oh, I really need to reread this series already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, move that that's away from why, um, I don't to get work because then it'll ruin Obviously, I've got the audiobooks, don't I? Because mm. that's how I've kept it fresh, is because I keep listening to the audiobooks. Um, so the the reflection starts to like, hide memories from her, or it starts to show emotions, and Veracruz like, you're not supposed to have emotions. Yeah. Um, she eventually has a baby sister, and like the reflection starts to get quite protective of the baby sister. Don't. I can't. Everything with Alice just makes me sad. Oh, this it's is just a horrible so, situation. So tragic. Everything to do with her is tragic. Everything, everything to do with the end of book nine and the fallout from it. Yeah. Like, then no one like, catches a break ever, I swear. Like, it's just from, yeah, that, that last trilogy is just... It like, fucks everyone up. Heartbreak forever. from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, through, yeah this, the, the reflection thing happens throughout this as well. You've got the middle three, which is Deathbringer, and yeah. then the last one, which is Dark S. Now, Dark S is something that starts getting seeded from, like, book one. Mm-hmm. So this is Book of Names. So you get, in this universe, you have three names. You have your true name, your given name, so the name you're given by your parents at birth, and your taken name. Sorcerers have to have a taken name to protect themselves because their given name can be used to control them until they take a name. Which is why she goes by Valkyrie Kane as opposed to... Stephanie Edgley, which is her, like, given name. But if you find out your true name, you can almost access a deeper level of power. It makes you quite formidable. Mm. So your... The true names are kind of... No one... There's... There's a book of names, basically, that's kept secured in the council chambers. Just one of the things they are that tries to get stolen in the earlier series. Yeah. And in that process... Valkyrie learns what her true name is, which is Dark S. They have started hearing rumours from uh, psychics about a Dark S that's going to destroy the world. And then Valkyrie finds out that her true name is Dark S. And she's like, fuck. I, she, and then she's also at that point thinking to herself, I can't tell Skullduggery because yeah, he'll kill me. she keeps it a Because she's like, he will have to kill me. Yeah. Like, he, he will. Yeah, because she... He's just so, that ruthless. Yeah, because she's so black and white, but... She doesn't really take... Yeah, he's ruthless, but she doesn't take into account that he's not as black and white as her. Yeah, especially not when it comes to her. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of things that she does that Skorgor would have killed anyone else over, yeah. and he never, ever chooses to kill her, even though there's multiple times when it would have been easier. Yeah. So when she first finds out that it's her, her true name is Dark S, she assumes that someone else finds her true name and then uses it to control her, because mm. your true name can also be used to control you if they find it first. Yeah. So then she's like, cool, I'm going to go seal my true name. I hate all that part. Which is, like, quite a traumatic experience, because she has to go to the land land of the dead, basically, and have her heart taken out in front of her chest of this, like, creepy doctor dude who then appears later. What is his name? there's too many characters in this for that us to is, remember all the names that is an issue especially Prof- when I don't remember names anyway Professor something or he's something like that yeah you keep talking and I will find his name um yeah she Dr. said that Nye. Dr Nye Dr Nye science guy yeah yeah Nye uh, Nye's so creepy he's part of a race of 
creatures um, that don't have like a gender and they yeah, I was are gonna say it or they it or they he's, um, he's not his is it oh yeah <laughs> um yeah, he's he's an it, isn't he? It, yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? it. <laughs> That's really hard to do it though. I can do they's, but it is weird. Go for they instead. There's actually like another one of these. What are they? Oh, Krenga. Yeah. There's another one later on as well, and they like work together. But they're well known to be a bit sociopathic and mantis. Icky. <laughs> a genderless asexual creature referred to as it. Uh, see, she's have her heart taken out of her body in front of her and carved into to basically to seal her true name but once that's done then she finally tells Scott, Scott agree because well he kind of forces it out of her because he's, he's like, basically like I know something's didn't wrong you tell me yeah we could have there's so many other options we could have done you could have died what yeah. are you talking about yeah because at one point like Dr. Nye is like refusing to put her body back together as she yeah. has to threaten him using necromancy like magic threaten it threaten it Fucking hell. That's really hard to it do. Is, it yeah. it feels really unnatural. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, cool. I've I've fixed it. But as we start to discover during the Deathbringer trilogy, basically your true name when you're very powerful can almost manifest like a separate entity inside you. Like a not a split personality because that's not the correct way, like correct terminology. Yeah. But almost like it's like a dark side to herself that takes over. Yes, and Valkyrie is as powerful enough to make that happen, yeah. Yeah, so then a few times Dark S starts to pop out to basically save Valkyrie's skin. Mm. And then it gets harder and harder to put her back away again until she can't anymore. Yeah. And she becomes literally her worst nightmare. Yeah, it's horrible to watch it because she knows it's coming but she can't. And she's she's, she's trying everything she can think of. But she, a lot of her guilt is she's like if I just left the magical world, if I stopped practicing magic and went back to being a normal human, mm. none of these people would have died. Yeah. And that's what a lot of her guilt is is she did make a choice to continue. Yeah. And it's just oh, it's so I feel so because she basically makes a lot of mistakes and then dies. But she's a child. Yeah. Like when the darkest thing happens, she's bare, She's not even eighteen. Yeah, she's, she's like, like she's barely eighteen, I think. If she is a child trying to deal with this, or eighteen or nineteen, something like that. Yeah. When when darkest happens, and basically she went from being a hero who saved the world with Sog's Golduggery multiple times over in the previous nine books, to the villain. Yeah. And it's... And, like, to help fight... And, and basically, Dark S ends up splitting from her and using the Reflection's body. So they end up being totally separate identities in the end. Yeah. And to defeat Dark S, she has to get control of this weapon that, again, is from book one. And her little sister is accidentally imprinted on this weapon. So when you imp- this weapon, once someone touches it, only they can use it. And the only way to get it off of them is death. And when she says her little sister, she's literally a baby at this She's point. literally a baby. And they okay. have... Oh, my God. I think that this would hit me even worse now that I've recently had a baby again. Baby girl as yeah. well. Oh. But so then she's. I'm feeling really sick about. This. Yeah, she has to make like this. What is like the worst choice ever that no eighteen, nineteen year old should ever be faced with, and the only way she can defeat Darkest is with this this fucking weapon. So she ends up having to stop her baby sister's heart 
and restart it <laughs> in order to get imprint the weapon on herself instead. And the consequences that this all has on Alice as well for is the next awful. five books, basically. and it fucks up Valkyrie's relationship with her family because she's so riddled with guilt. No one knows she can't look at her baby sister without yeah. so she, she after this she disappears for five years. She moves yeah. to America and stops doing all magic. It's when she gets older, right? Yeah, gets yeah. the dog. So it's just, oh, it's so sad. It's just so, like, it's just heartbreaking. And then when she does choose to come back to the magical world, obviously everyone's so angry with her. Mm. And she has to, like, just live with what she did. Yeah, people were just, like, giving her evils when she walks down the street and stuff. Avoiding her. Yeah. Like, people attack her in the street quite a lot. Yeah. Not any of, like, the main characters. Most of them are kind of on her, well... Most of them understand that it was a shit situation. The ones that they know understand, Dark Ass wasn't her. Yeah, but they also don't shy away from acknowledging the fact that if she had said something earlier or stepped back from magic, that Dark Ass wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that so it's like all even Skoldar, all the people in her life have to be kind of like, it's not your fault, but it is your fault. Yeah, you made some poor decisions. They were adult decisions that you had to make yeah. as a child but you did make the wrong ones but and, and a lot, lot of people suffered from your decisions and a lot of people see skullduggery as sort of culpable yeah in that as well they're like you should you would have known or you should have seen this what was is, you brought this or, child into yeah. this like she like you say she, she shouldn't be making those decisions no. but an adult brought her into this world mm-hmm. but she's and then like because her sister loses her soul and, like, she has to go recover it in later books. Oh, and then, yeah, so when her sister gets it, her sister's just happy all the time. Yeah. The happiest child in the world. And then when she gets her soul back, she just cries. She's just traumatised. And then Valkyrie. And then her parents have no fucking clue what's happened. They're like, what have we done wrong? Yeah. Like, They're like, did something happen? Has she been abused? We don't know what. Like, why the sudden oh, change? Man, this is horrible. It's, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Like, I just think about how happy my daughter is. And like, imagine if she just flipped one day like oh so valkyrie's parents obviously end up finding out um because towards the end of the darkish trilogy they end up being in danger essentially and because their sister imprinted on this weapon people are hunting them to get the weapon off her little sister basically do you know what it's crazy that like so much happens like i'm just thinking there's all that stuff with like the zombies right at the beginning. Yeah. And she dates a vampire and all of this. Oh yeah. And, and she knows she two times uh, the Fletcher. The Fletcher and, and the vampire. That's just it's, That's a side plot. It's nothing. Yeah, the and then she ends the up day, having to it? kill the vampire boyfriend because he gets too obsessive with her. Yeah, and it's just nothing at the end of the day. <laughs> like And oh like God. Oh Fletcher I love Fletcher. He's Fletcher such is an one idiot. of the best. Fletcher with his good hair. <laughs> oh, we also need to have a moment of appreciation for China. <sighs> and just how Badass. much I wish I could marry her. I love how, to this day, we still don't know China if China's a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> but it's the same as Skullduggery. Yeah. There's no... China's in it for what is going to be best for her. Yeah. End of it. And, like, she she likes Valkyrie and Skullduggery, so that begins to just sort of influence some of her choices of just being like, I like you, so... I think, as well, she 
likes that Valkyrie is unwaveringly trusting of her. Mm. And I think she starts to want to, in some way, be what Valkyrie sees her as. Yeah, she wants she wants to be that kind of role model for Valkyrie. She does end up making decisions that the China we met at the very first book would probably have never made. It's but the thing is, so her her and Skaldogri seem like they get closer as a group. Skaldogri starts to trust China and then he finds out China is the person that sold out his family. Oh yeah, and that fucks everything. Then he blows up her building. Uh, Obviously. uh, Understandable. (laughs) But he didn't kill her. So everyone's still like, that is progress. Yeah, so China, pretty much everyone is like, okay, but he didn't kill China. China so that's good. like grew up in a cult. Or yeah, so she was one she? of the faceless ones. Faceless she worshipped ones, the faceless yeah. ones, and she was on the other side of the war until towards the end, and then she started doing double a double Asian thing, just how and her and Scottery meet, and it's heavily implied that they had a little something something as teenagers. Oh, I think they definitely did. Before Scott Oru met his wife. Yeah. Who we never find out her name or the child's name, by the way. No. We never... They they remain... Or we never find out Scott Oru's true name or his family name. Hmm. Pre-skeleton fighting. Because yeah. Valkyrie's always like, you need to take up your family crest again. Because in this world, obviously, because you have taken names, you lose your family name. So instead, people have, like, a crest. So then if you are multi-generational sorcerers... The crest is what carries three with you instead. Mm, yeah. And Skullduggery has refused since the war to use his family's crest. Skullduggery's done a lot of shit. Well, we find out that's because he also had an alter ego true yeah. name yeah, that a... did way worse things than Valkyrie's one. Yeah, but people don't know that he and that are the same. No, I think... Unlike Dark S, who is literally wearing Valkyrie's face. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, because his, his dark alter ego always wore a full body, like, armor suit and mask. So no one knows that they are separate people. They just know. I mean, how no one ever put it together that this character went away when Skullduggery came back? So during There's a lot of that going on, isn't there? During the war, Skullduggery disappears for five years. And he's like, up until then, he's like full of rage and like not much humanity. And his friends are pretty worried about him. And then he just disappears. During which time, this big baddie arises who's killing hundreds of people. But so not everyone. So once your magic settles, usually you only have one type of magic. Mm. Skullduggery and Valkyrie are part of the rare set of people that. Well, uh, and, no, no, not Valkyrie. Valkyrie's powers are weird because of all the shit that happens to her. Skullduggery is ambidextrous magically. Mm. But no one knows so in his real life. The one who is hanging out of Omen in the last Uh never. No? No, um the what the one that used to be friends with Skullduggery and Skullduggery left. Oh Crispler Chris Chris Vice? Something like that. He's ambidextrous as well, isn't he? Because that comes up as a bit of a yeah, so like Skullduggery can do necromancy and elemental magic just as well, even after his magic settles. But basically, no one knows about the necromancy part. He kept it a secret his whole life, mm. and the evil dude that his alter ego becomes only uses necromancy. So then everyone just assumes it is a separate person. Yeah. Although Lord Lord Vile is Lord, Lord Vile is his alter ego. Yeah, yeah, which of course he's called Lord. Like, 
course God Rodriguez Alter Ego is called I was Lord. looking at the taken names and then there's Detective Inspector Me <laughs> and Cadaver Kane. Detective Inspector Me. <laughs> Which, but sorry, that seems like the false name he gives when he goes into like a mortal police station, basically. And <laughs> um, what's fuck is she? You is she? Something like that. Let me have a look of it. They'll obviously list hers. Oh, no, they haven't got the list of her other names. That's annoying. So, yeah, I don't know how no one ever puts it together that Lord Violin's got a real same person. Yeah, but actually, person. when that gets revealed, that was fucking mind-blowing. When that, when the darkest thing gets revealed, like, bombshell moment, the Lord Vile moment, bombshell, mm. and how... I don't know, how, when you find out how he became a walking skeleton, it's actually quite anticlimactic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just one of the necromancers. He's like, I actually don't know how I did the spell. Could never replicate it ever again. It just happened. <laughs> he was like, I was fucking around and finding out. <laughs> and skullduggery is the uh, what's left. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. Should we talk about the last book? Because yeah, that was because especially <laughs> as we thought the series was ending there at that when that book came out, we thought it was the last ever one. Well, that was what it was said to be. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's also called. So, until the end is a phrase Valkyrie and Skodogri start saying to each other to be like, I'm with you th- until the end. I'm with you through this until the end. Basically. So, it's a phrase they've said to each other, like, ultimate trust. Mm. Like, I am here for you until the end, kind of thing. And that is very much the relationship they have from quite early on, actually. Yeah. It? And so the, the, that, that last book being called Until the End, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because to be clear, like, Dying of the Light, he kills off five main characters? That's when we use, we lose Ghastly and a whole bunch of them, don't we? Yeah. And Ghastly died. I never, I never got, I never over, got over that. No, I never got over Ghastly. And when Tanif's even talking about him... I'm just like, oh, because <laughs> they almost went on a date. He finally asked her out. or whatever... Um, the shadow demony thing takes her yeah, over, doesn't she? And she's still, even though she's lost anything, because she's like dating. What's his name? Sanguine. Yeah, but she's still a bit like, yeah, but you're not ghastly, are you? Yeah. <laughs> even though she's got no humanity, she's still talking about ghastly. <laughs> so, and like, when he. Uh, Ken Speckle. Mm. Ken Speckle Grouse. When, Grouse? Yeah. When he dies. Which is like so early, I never realised how early he goes. Yeah. Like it's like book three, I think, or four, something around then. There's so four many or five. great characters that just Because Ken Speckle is very much killed. He's someone outside the sanctuary is like the ruling government. Ken Speckle is outside of that. He does his own like lab, basically. And Skodroggy starts using him to help repair Valkyrie's many injuries, essentially. <laughs> and he's always like, you are a child. I should not be healing broken bones on you from a fight where you fought a grown adult. Yeah. And she's like, but I won. It's fine. And he's like, babe, think about it. <laughs> but and he's always like, you always assume being treated like a child means treated with less respect than you deserve. He's yeah. like, I treat you like a child, but I still treat you respectfully. And she's like, well, you're like the only one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but I shouldn't be. <laughs> when he when he dies, it's so sad. So this is what I mean. He's not afraid to kill very important characters. Like, characters he makes you love. And then he just kills them. 
Yeah. I mean, the last... I listened to Deezer's audio. Yeah. And the last, I would say, like, five or so chapters of um, Until the End, I was just sitting there, like... Do you remember? Cause I, was, I couldn't move. I was just sitting I was texting on my bed, you. like, crying. I was, like, just texting you, like, fuck, fuck, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I was, like, and then there's... there's this the pages where you're like because basically they get to a point where like there is no going back yeah it's like how can they win this, this time is, i don't understand what's going on with this book <laughs> like they, they you basically they can't win yeah it ends up being omen obviously who saves the day and that stuff with omen oh my god that was starting so... in book 10 okay, even though so i'd accidentally spoiled myself on this and i was so angry about it but even though I'd accidentally spoiled myself, do you know what? It didn't ruin it because no. I was still in fucking tears when that happened. That because at that moment where they're like until the end and the world goes black, and I was like, what the fuck? What the yeah. fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is happening? I was like, that's it. I was like, he's finally gone and done it. He's literally killed Valkyrie and Scott Like yeah. we're actually fucked. We're done. And then like it turns out Omen's gone back in time all these fucking years ago. <laughs> um. Yeah, and the bit when Valkyrie's getting ready to get in the the costume or the suit or whatever yeah and even though obviously i'd spoiled it by mistake and i knew it was going to be omen even that whole discussion and him and then him being like well it'll have to be me i was still yeah oh my god even i was like, like, I was like this is cause... amazing do you remember we went to the signing for that book and you had yeah. read it at that point and like yeah. i we went to this signing and the book had only, only been out like four days oh, yeah. and then derek landy was like you've read it already and i was like I could not put it I down, mate. spent an entire day in bed reading this, yeah. actually. <laughs> I have high-functioning depression. <laughs> well, it was not that long after I'd lost my granddad. Yeah. And I had a day off, and I literally spent an entire day reading this Crying book. Crying at this book, yeah. It's called Healthy Coping Mechanism, guys. It's called Therapy. <laughs> Look it up. And obviously, then I went to the siding, and I was one of, like, only people there who had read the book at that point. Because he was like, you've read it? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh my God. And he, I was like, she hasn't. And he was like, he made you go away, yeah, didn't I he? Yeah, I went and stepped away. And I was like, I was like, the omen thing? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was so fucking clever. And he's like, thank you, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you never told me that sort of conversation. Well, obviously, I couldn't without spoiling it. No, like, it. even now, this is like... Yeah, he was, the first I'm sure he was like, yeah. He, oh, because I was like, it's so clever. And he was like, thank you, I'm such a genius. Like, yeah, he did something, that, some kind yeah. of joke like that. And I was like, it was, I was like, it was so good that I was like, there's points in this book when I was reading it where I was like, fuck, what's going to happen? Like, there's no way back from this. And he was like, just grinning evilly the whole time. Yeah, like, it's such a long book. And like, the audio book was so long, but I yeah. literally, I think I listened to it in like two days. I yeah. just was like, oh. Because it is like. There's so many cliffhangers. <laughs> it's like, fuck, 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 they are fuck, yeah. fuck. Like, it just gets worse and worse it's and worse. It's literally like two thirds of the book. They are fucked. <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse and worse until the world is, like, yeah. literally Whenever ending. Whenever they think they've got it sorted, something else wrong. happens. <laughs> oh, I... Yeah. Oh. It, I cannot I, wait to start the next lot. Is it gonna... I don't know if... Is I'm it about so Scarlet Dugger and Valkyrie again, though? Uh, let me look it up, because... Because, you know, we, we've got our own theory that we think he's going to carry on with, like, Omen and the other characters. Well, yeah, I don't know if he will now, but that was what we were thinking. That was our it? theories. If it carried on, it would be, like... So, Omen Darkly is a character you get in, like, book 10. So, he goes... They end up having a magical city, because things... If you've read them, you'll know what I'm on about. 
if you're just listening because you want to hear us talk, um, <laughs> they end up having a magical city that's concealed from mortals. And in that, then they start a magical school. And Omen is part of the generation of kids who gets to go to this school. Let and me... he's the one that saves the day. I like, And I thought it was really interesting, the whole Omen and Augur thing. Yeah. Like, being the... It, it's, it reminded me of what you explained that... Veronica Roth book called Chosen Ones is that what it's called it was about like what do you do after if you're yeah. the chosen one what do you do after you've done your chosen bit yeah because obviously what happens to his brother who was like the hero yeah and Omen was always like the shit brother um and then his his brother gets cursed mm. and I like all of that stuff as well like, like, because so like, there are no heroes in this book even Omen no. is not I mean Omen's probably the one that gets off the best. Omen is like the closest we get to like a hero. A good hero, yeah. yeah. He's like someone who's almost completely good. But he's also a child. Yeah. He's a very black and white understanding of what... And it's like the cycle continues, even though Valkyrie has tried her hardest to stop it happening. Because there's loads of times Skulldog is like, let's just get Omen and Never. Never's his friend who can teleport and there's not many teleporters. And Skulldog is like, let's just get Omen and Never. And he's like, she's like, No. They are children. Children, yeah. She's like, if he's getting involved, it's under very specific circumstances. He teleports us. He goes the fuck home. Yeah. And like, we don't need Omen for that bit. Like, she's she's very she's tried so hard to stop the yeah. cycle, and then the cycle repeats, and then her baby sister's like starting to like ask about magic already. Yeah, she's gonna be training and going to the. And there's also a different or... dimension where Valkyrie did die. So you also find out, like, yes, the darkest stuff is bad, but there's a different dimension where Valkyrie dies and doesn't do any of the things she and Skullduggery do to save the world. Alice is in... And then that dimension, Alice is, like... Yeah. A puppet Malice. of the face... Malice, yeah. She's, like, a puppet of the faceless she's ones. She's such a shit name she picks for herself. But she's a child, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so just to jump in... Yeah. I'll read the synopsis of the new book, because there's no... I don't think it'll be any spoilers. Yeah. Um. So the book is called... What's it called? A Mind Full of Murder? Yeah, yeah. A Mind Full of Murder. So it says, A bone-shaking new trilogy begins, the latest adventure in the best-selling Skullduggery Pleasant series. A murder, a mystery. Two murders, actually. Well, three if you're counting. Oh, look, here comes a fourth. <laughs> so much murder that skeleton detective Skullduggery Pleasant must annoy Valkyrie Kane the infamous destroyer of worlds with his incredible deduction abilities at every available opportunity. As Valkyrie's irritation grows, the detectives sink deeper into a hidden world of dark motivations, festering hatred and unimaginable pain and a teensy bit more murder. So it is about those two still. Okay. How much more can Valkyrie go through? Let them. Just let her have some peace. Because I... Do you, do you know if this is a fact or not? Because you know we thought that the, it was originally supposed to end at book nine and then he chose to continue it. Because that's our theory. Because things, like things tie up so neatly at the end of book nine, don't they? Yeah. Because that's when the darkest thing concludes. You know, Valkyrie goes off to like live her peaceful life in the American countryside with her dog. I feel like I read that somewhere. Because that's that has been our, our theory between us. Yeah, so I got to book nine... And I put that to one side. I called, called it called it phase one, and then phase two started. I had no intention of continuing on with this. It, 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 yeah, 
if you'd asked me a few years ago, will I stop at a particular point? I would have said absolutely, because I had no intention of continuing on in this world without Skullduggery and Valkyrie. So, mm. yes. But poor Valkyrie, like, how much more can happen to her? I started this series, I only thought it was going to be nine books long. Yeah, okay. So our secret theory is correct. Yeah, and then Yay. when I got to book six, I realised it would have to go on because I couldn't continue without Valkyrie and Skullduggery. Just art, like, so I don't know, I don't know if it's in the main series or if it's one of the novellas, I can't, I've kind of lost track now. I've not read the novellas yet, so I'll be able to let you know. So, the story of how she ends up getting back into the magical world. No. So, it must be in one of the novellas then. Yeah. Because you know, I don't think we ever hear that in or the main series. Or it could be series. in a grimoire, maybe. No, I'm not, I've never read that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I was waiting, because... Um, it mm. says to read it after 15. So, there's a whole bit about how... Yeah, it's in one of the novellas then. Ah, you've got into the end of the paperback? Yeah. I've not picked I it up both. yet. I need to do that. Of course yeah. I did. They had to match. Yeah, I need to get it. So, basically, someone finds... So, she's living... She's got this, like, house in the American countryside, but it's also got state-of-the-art security. Oh, wait, there is, like, a bit that is a flashback of, like, the local grocery guy who uh, someone asks where Valkyrie is. Yeah, and, you know, he ends yeah, up getting kidnapped. Yeah, in the main series. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. So he ends up getting kidnapped. But, like, it's the story of him bringing her groceries and, like, one day finding her just in a ball on the kitchen floor. Yeah, like, yeah, oh. that's in the main bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you find out that she's been having training with one of those guards or whatever and he's yeah. like in love with her and pops up for another thing and oh there's yeah. just so much oh because that's what breaks up her and thingy yeah because um, she ends up having a different Maritz- 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 yeah because uh, valkyrie's by by the way i don't know i don't I know if we mentioned that <laughs> and the girl she dates later on who was like we you're convinced that this girl is end game because this girl just accepts valkyrie there's for- no reason for her not to be but she's like, she just accepts Valkyrie for all she is, including everything that Valkyrie did. And Valkyrie tells her a lot. And Valkyrie's so, like, it, like, gives Valkyrie a bit of calm, a bit of peace to be with and, her. And, like, they'll go to a cafe and together. Life. Yeah, they go and have coffee together. But you know, she like, looks after the dog. The guy in the coffee shop, though, who's, like, refusing to serve Valkyrie. And Valkyrie's yeah. like, you know what, fair enough, I'll go. Yeah. And then her girlfriend's so upset on her behalf. And she's like, she was a child. Like, what the fuck? She's, she's repented she's literally a thousand... A she's saved yeah. the world, like, ten times since then. So, like, maybe we let it go. Yeah, maybe we just fucking And Valkyrie's on. like, don't, don't. It's like, I deserve this. Like, don't. Yeah. And her girlfriend's so angry on her behalf. And I'm like, oh. But they break up, don't they? Because she has to kill that night guy. Yeah, I'm he... just trying to find the names. Cause... I feel like it's Maritzia, but I will double check. Yeah, one of the the reapers. Yeah, she trains. turns up and he's. All and then like, she has to kill him, and then she's like not okay with the fact she had to kill him. Yeah, and it breaks oh. them up. She's like, a oh. she's a necromancer. Yeah. Isn't she? yeah, yeah, but not like a baddie necromancer. No, just a necromancer. Um, and that in itself is healing a little bit of, like. Valkyrie's trauma. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, it's not like listed in her thing for some reason. 
Begins with M, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really upset when they broke up. I yeah, I was like, nah, they're gonna get back together. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But no. But then she gets possessed by a faceless one, doesn't she? Yeah. So that kind of stops and going back together for a bit. Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just there's so much. Oh, there's like so much hurt. There's loads of characters in this that, when they were being written, like there's lots of characters the fans named. Mm, I didn't know this. No, there's loads cool. of characters the fans named. That's really cool. That they like decided their outfits even. That is awesome. So you know, like the American guy who gets involved with them in the later series. So after in the second, the American detective guy comes yeah, involved with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. He, he was named and his clothes were designed by a fan. That is amazing. Who won a competition. I know, like you said, because I don't, I don't ever go on Twitter. Um, I don't anymore. The one time I will happily dead name something. Um, <laughs> but you said, like, when he was writing a book, he was asking the fans about something because he couldn't remember. Yeah, like, he was like, guys, I can't be asked to research. He was like, can you tell me what happens with this? Yeah, <laughs> which is brilliant. I love that. He is good fun to follow on social. I... I yeah, I stopped using Twitter, but he was pretty much the only reason I was using it for in the end anyway. Yeah, well, no one goes near it now that's sensible. Yeah. yeah, so there's a whole bunch of spin-offs, as we've mentioned. I've not read them yet, but that is my next task. I've got his other series there, Demon Road. Yeah. That I never read. I need to. That'll be the next one. So the new book comes out at the end of March. So we will be doing, no doubt, you will hear about that in your reading update, updates. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to pre-order that, actually. Yeah, I've just done it whilst we've been sitting there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, if you've just listened to this because you listened to us just for hearing us talk. Thanks. Hopefully, <laughs> I've convinced you to go and read them. I mean, there are a lot. Yeah, I mean, we've done a whole spoiler thing, but to be fair, you're going to forget half of this. Yeah, because a lot so happens. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of there's subplots on subplots on subplots, and there's sub characters that join us for a few books and go away again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we've barely spoken about half of the characters. No, I mean, like, even Sanguine, which is like a baddie in this, but he's a great baddie. Yeah. He's I love a really Sanguine. Good but, like, we've barely spoken about Tanif or Fletcher or. I don't know. Um, so many people. Yeah, even Clarabelle. I mean, Clarabelle's there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some really good characters. They're so good. Like, it's just... All the side characters are quite rich. They're very well fleshed out. Even our villains, it's just your villain of the moment that's been defeated by the guys and is like... A su- like they, they are still... Yeah, Derek Landy knows them. He knows like their backstory. He's probably got a bio in his head for each of them without meaning to. Yeah. It's like I hate to make the comparison, but it reminds me of like J.K. Rowling. Yeah. But I would say that this series is actually more perhaps reminiscent of like Game of Thrones with some comedy. Rather than Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't think we've really stressed how funny these books are, yeah, though. They, they are, are heartbreaking, so but they are so fucking funny at the same mm. time. Yeah. I did like like the, the, the Skardoggery and Valkyrie banter. And then when Melissa's like, you psychopaths, she nearly died. Yeah, and they're Which, like... When Valkyrie's in the hospital after being like yeah. ripped to shreds by a baddie. Yeah. And her and Skardoggery are joking. Yeah, just having lulls, you know. And then Melissa's like, shut the fuck up, she nearly died. This isn't funny. 
Um, and I really enjoyed that in Bad Magic, which is the first of the graphic novels. Mm. I feel like that was that was horror comedy, and it was brilliant. Like they're bantering whilst they're having a fight. It's just so funny. Or even you haven't read this one yet, but in um in Hell Breaks Loose. Mm where Valkyrie goes back in time to Skullduggery during the Dead Man days, like, when he's fresh skeletons, and yeah. he's, like, all rage-filled. Um, um, I guess she's trying to banter with him, and he's just like, the fuck? Well, the thing is, because at that point, he's, like, rage-filled, not talking to anyone. He's very much in that bit before he goes off to be the big bad. Yeah. is in that phase of time. Mm. And, basically, she just starts ban- talking to him like her Skullduggery of her time. And then Skullduggery's replying, and all the Dead Men are like, oh, what the mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> so, so it's again that whole thing of skull, like her making Skullduggery better. Yeah, you can see it right back to if when she goes and talks to him in his bad bad days. because yeah. then he starts to banter with her and joke, and then all the yeah all the dead men are really like, what the fuck? What's going like, on? are we getting my friend back? <laughs> How is this happening? Um, obviously that timeline gets erased. I was going to say, I assume that something happens. Something so. happens and that gets erased, <laughs> but. In that book, you do see Valkyrie go back. Valkyrie as she is now, but f- like it's set somewhere around fourteen, fifteen, I think. Mm. Valkyrie goes back. <laughs> oh, it's after fifteen. I can't remember now. I've sort of lost track a bit. Mm. She goes back in time for reasons, and she's trying to be as vague as possible. <laughs> and yeah, then that timeline gets erased because reasons. This really, oh, I, oh, I love, I love this series. Yeah, it's just such a comfort series. I think. Was it like because the Audible they group the first three trilogies are grouped as Audibles as well, so you mm. one credit to get three books. Yeah. Um. And that's great as someone who like listens them to sleep, because lasts me ages. Yeah. Because sometimes I. Like, Obviously, for things I'm like listening, listening to, I restart them back where I fell asleep the night before. But for this one, I just let it play from where it was when I woke up. Yeah, because you know the story. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I think. I don't think. Uh, was that good for you? Well, it was fun for us to ramble about it. Um, we've been wanting for to join do... us. <laughs> yeah, we've been wanting to do feral skullduggery chat for a while. So I'm glad we we had an excuse to do it. If you have read Skullduggery, or if you are going to now, let us know in the comments on one of our social medias. Yeah. We would love to hear about that. And if you want to go feral chat about it as well, join our Facebook group, yes. um, Lazy Book Lovers Podcast, and come and join us and just feral out with us. We realise we've actually made that Facebook group private. You don't have to answer any questions to join it, though. I just have to approve you. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> We could probably set up as like a pre-approval. Or can you not do that? No, I tried. No, that's annoying. Also, next week is March, obviously, Jesus. for you guys listening. And we are now starting the Lazy Book Lovers Book Group. <laughs> so we are going to read a indie published book that's available on KU. Every yeah, Kindle Unlimited every two months. So our March and April book is going to be Trial of the Sun Queen by Nisha J. Tooley. Hopefully that's correct. (laughs) This is book one in a of four books, but we're only reading one. We're only reading one. Well, we might, but we're only reading one for the book group. Yeah. So if you would like to join us. 
please do. It's available on KU. And then come and chat with us about it. So we're going to set up a buddy read-through storygraph, aren't we? Yes, yeah, so we'll put the link in our card. Um, so come join us. And on Storygraph, you can leave comments of where you get up to and people won't get spoiled because it doesn't unlock until you get to that point. Yeah. So please come and join us. We would love to chat some more about it with you guys. Do it, do it. Um, We've been wanting to start by a buddy read like book group thing for yeah, ages. Yeah. So get Finally. on it, please. <laughs> So, yes. So, please do that. Uh, please follow uh, and rate us wherever you're listening to this podcast. That would really help us and help other people find us as well. And, as always, you're welcome to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. But, if not, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye.